0: This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate.
1: And also, Allah said to him, O Lord, those who believe in Allah, and say a word that makes you clear اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ فَقَدْ فَازَ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا Dear brothers and sisters, we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask every kind of help from Him. We realize that whomsoever Allah guides, no one can lead them astray. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leaves astray, there is no one who can benefit them or guide them after that. We bear witness that there is none to be worshipped except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that he is one without any partners. And we bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his obedient true slave, his messenger and his prophet sallallahu alaihi wa sallam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to... Bless Muhammad sallallahu and the people of Muhammad as you have blessed Ibrahim alaihissalam and the people of Ibrahim alaihissalam Inna khamilum majid. O Allah, exalt Muhammad sallallahu and the people of Muhammad sallallahu even as you have exalted Ibrahim salam and the people of Ibrahim alaihissalam Inna majid. I remind you and I remind myself that Allah subhanahu wa taala He says. In the Quran I remind you that the Prophet said The most stingy of those Who mention me Are those who mention me And they do not send salawat upon me So I advise all the brothers and sisters That whenever we think of the Prophet Or we say the Prophet or Rasulullah or Muhammad and we mean the messenger of Allah that we send salutations upon him send salutations upon his family and upon his companions and all those people who preserve the sunnah up until the day of judgment Ameen Dear brothers and sisters our discussion today is to give nasiha to the Muslim youth this is our discussion today And for the young Muslims, I don't want you to think that I'm talking at you. And I'm not talking necessarily about you, but I'm speaking with you. And I'm speaking to you as a person that has a relationship with you. I'm not talking to you as an old head, as you might call your fathers and some others somebody who's out of touch who don't know what's going on I'm talking to you about somebody who knows exactly what you do how you feel how you think and in the course of my conversation I want to keep it real with you I want to make it straight and clear with you so I'm not going to quote a lot of ahadith and when I do I try to make it simple, short. I won't give you a lot of ayats of Quran because you can't handle it. But I'm going to try to talk common sense to you. Try to talk to you as your older brother, because the life that you live in is a reality, and where you're headed is a reality. And it's a matter of the choices that you make, where you're going to wind up at. This is what we want to talk about. Your life, which is a reality, and where you're headed, which is also a reality, and where you're going to wind up at, which is also a reality. All of it involves choices and challenges. So this is the nature of our talk today. Challenges and choices facing the Muslim youth the first challenge and choice that you have to make is to be Muslim now I know you're born Muslim that's not what I mean not that your name is a Muslim not that you live in a Muslim house not that you have a Muslim family but what's in your heart Not what's on your tongue, not the language you speak, what's in your heart. How you act when you're around them cappers, how do you act? When you hit those streets, how do you act? How do you think? How do you feel? That's what you really are. What you are when you're by yourself. How you think, how you feel, and how you act, that's who you really are. Now the choice you have to make is your choice, and we're going to talk about the choices. As regard to the Islamic faith, it's either a matter of faith or immorality or disobedience. Ain't no gray areas. It's just like a woman is not almost pregnant, either she's pregnant or she's not. Water is not almost wet, it's either either you wet or you're not. Either you're Muslim, or you're not. Again, we're not talking about the tongue, or the name, or your family. We're talking about how you feel, how you think, and how you act. When we talk about faith, we mean faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is having a bond with Allah. A bond with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you hear the Qur'an, how does the Qur'an... How do you respond to the Qur'an? When you hear that jungle music, I know how you feel. I know how you respond to it. That jungle music, you know what I'm talking about. The music for the apes and the monkeys and the dogs and the animals. That jungle music. How it makes you feel. How it makes you act. How it makes you think. How it makes you, how you respond to that. My question is for you don't, ask, don't answer the question Answer yourself When you hear the voice When you hear the, the, the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala In English or Arabic How it makes you feel How does it make you respond How does it make you think When the time for the salah comes And you hear the Adhan Or you know the Adhan is called Or you know the time for the Salah is there How you act How you think How you feel When you think about the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Say Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam When you think about the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam His name is mentioned Or Hadith Or you know a Sunnah Or you know what he told you to do how you think How you feel How you act this is, this, is a, this is a choice And a challenge That you have to make Because every day Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Every day that the sun rises And that you are alive Allah is giving you the choice And putting that challenge in front of you To choose The trash or the treasure and nothing else in between the trash or the treasure you know what the trash is it's all around it's free all you got to do is plug in it's free it's there you only have to pay for it you hang with it you see it you feel it you smell it the trash is there what about the treasure how you feel how you think how you act the next challenge is the challenge of Islamic knowledge I know you're born Muslim. Your father's Muslim. You probably still at least know the Fatiha. Most young Muslims still know the Fatiha. Even if you don't pray. Even if you forgot the rest of the Quran. You know the Fatiha. You know the Salah. Well, what kind of knowledge do you have about Islam? What kind of knowledge do you have? If someone asks you, a non-Muslim, one of your homeboys that you go to school with, Cappers that you call homeboys. When they ask you, Muhammad, Ahmed, Saleh, Abdul Rahim, what is what is Islam? What do you tell them? What can you tell them if you don't have any knowledge? How much Quran do you know? How much Quran can you explain? A verse A surah How much hadith Can you recite one hadith Correctly Authentically From the Prophet sallallahu Do you know the five pillars of Islam Can you explain them to somebody Do you know what our relationship is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Who is Allah Where is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala What is our relationship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That's your job as a Muslim That's your job as a Muslim If somebody asks you your address You know it Somebody asks you who's your father You know If somebody asks you Who's the top football players You know What's the top ten songs You know all the things about the dunya you know you can call it straight out and compete with each other about knowing it but what do you know about Islam and what do you know about the Quran and what do you know about the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam this is the treasure then it's the issue of your identity who are you who are you really Are you Abdul Wali or are you Willie? Now there's a difference now. Willie is Abdul Wali who acts like a Kappa. That's Willie. Or Ricky. Or Bobby. Abdul Rub. Who acts like a Kaffir But he's a Muslim That's Bobby Abdurrahman. Who are you? When you're with those Kaffirs in the street And they pass that spliff to you Who are you? Oh you don't know what a spliff is What do you call it here? A joint Split? Spliff, when they pass that stick to you Or that glass pipe to you? Or that bottle to you? When they pass it? What they call you? Or what do you call yourself? When you walk around in the streets out there? How you dress? Who you dressing like? When you put your clothes on? Are you dressing as a Muslim? Are you dressing basically so that when you hit that jungle out there, you can blend in with what the, the trash that's out there because that's what everybody has to do with, if, you, if you're walking in the jungle most people want to blend in with the jungle the jungle wear you know the jungle wear monkey suits donkey suits gorilla suits animal suits why because you don't want to be blending in with the other animals who's acting like animals and then somebody going to ask you Abdullah what you doing drinking Abdullah you get high, Abdullah. Why are you in this party? So in order not to be known as a Muslim, what do you have to do? You got to disguise yourself. And once you disguise yourself, you lose yourself. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said to us in the Quran. He said, "A'udhu billahi minash-shaitanir rajim." Ya youhallelallahu ta'ala wal-tanzur nafsum ma qaddamat lighad wa ta'ala inallah khabeerum bima ta'amlun. وَلَا تكونوا كَالَّذِينَ اللَّهَ anfusahum أَنفُسَهُمْ أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الفاسكون. Listen to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said young Muslims Listen, listen well He said, oh you who believe Oh you who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Oh you who believe Be mindful of Allah Think of Allah Fear Allah And look About what you send forward for yourselves on tomorrow. Think. Verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can see and knows very well exactly what you do. And do not be like those who forgot about Allah. So He caused them to forget about themselves. SubhanAllah. How He forgot how the people forgot about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? He didn't forget their name, they didn't forget the name of Allah. You all know Allah. You know some of the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala It means you forgot The orders of Allah You forgot the commandments of Allah You forgot your duties to Allah So when you forgot your duty to Allah The commandments of Allah The orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah caused you to forget yourself (laughs) Forgetting yourself means You lost your identity You lost your identity Wait You lost your heritage Your legacy You lost yourself He says And do not be like those Who forgot about Allah So that Allah then caused them To forget about themselves And so they became what? Fasiqin. What is fasiqin? Fasiqin is the disobedient the rebellious the criminals they became disobedient they became rebellious and as a result of that they entered criminal conduct criminal demeanor criminal posture criminal reputation it comes through association as the Prophet Sallallahu said he said you will know a man by his friend and you will be raised up with your friends so if your homeboy the people that you, you hang with all day long on the corners in the hallways in their house or your house in the backyard riding around in the cars in the streets if those are the people that you hang with every day those are your friends that's your life you think act feel like they do And you will be raised on the day of judgment with them. Those will be the ones you will be raised with. Or, on the other hand, what are your role models? Who are your role models? Puff Daddy? Master P? Biggie Smalls? Tupac? The last two is Dead Dead double dead, mean, they were dead before they died now they dead again the other two I just mentioned they are alive that is you can see them and hear them but they brain dead those your role models that's who you want to dress like that's who you want to be like Puff Daddy Master P 8 ball that's who you want to dress like that's who you want to listen to? They're going to beckon you to the hellfire. They're going to beckon you to destruction and disgrace. They're calling you away from your deen, calling you out of your name, calling you out of your identity, calling you to fornication, calling you to adultery, calling you to filth, calling you away from your legacy and your identity as a Muslim. brothers and sisters, young brothers and sisters what I want to talk to you about today I want to take you from zero to hero that's what we want to be Muslims, we want to be heroes we don't want to be a zero a zero means worth nothing know nothing will be nothing and got nothing coming on the day of judgment but wrath, zero hero Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us who the hero is because the al successful will be the believers. Why? Because they are heroes. They're heroes to themselves and also to their families. On the day of judgment, Allah will raise them as heroes, martyrs, scholars, people whom Allah loves. And this is what we want to talk about. And anybody, anybody can start out as a zero and wind up as a hero if he fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he make the right choices. Even a stumbling, mumbling, fumbling man can turn into a hero. Because stumbling blocks can be turned into stepping stones. The same thing you stumble over, you can turn it into a stepping stone. It's a matter of choice. It's a matter of meeting the challenge. It's about making the correct decision. We're talking again about leaving the trash... Holding on to the treasure. You young Muslims, you were born with the treasure in your mouth. You were born with the treasure in your heart. You were born with the treasure in your minds. What's the treasure? The treasure is La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. What's the treasure? What's the treasure? Muhammad Rasulullah. The message of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم said مَن قَارَ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ محمد الرسول الله دَخْلَ الجَنَّة What do you mean by that? Not just by the statement لا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ محمد رسول الله But by the feeling in the heart Thinking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And saying to yourself لا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ Thinking about Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and saying, Muhammad Rasulullah and feeling it in the heart and wanting to be a Muslim and being grateful of being a Muslim and preserving the right to be a Muslim. The person who has that feeling, Allah will protect them. Allah will forgive them. And Allah will also give them His mercy, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will enter allow them to enter His Jannah. Dear young Muslims What's the alternative to faith And knowledge and correct identity What's the What's the alternative I'll tell you What the alternatives are The alternative Of responding To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Is responding to a shaitan See the dunya itself has its own da'wah The dunya, the world, got its own voice Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to you and me O oh you who believe استجيبوا wa lir Rasul. Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. O you who believe Respond to Allah and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa when he calls you to that which gives you life. What kind of life? Dignity. Decency. Honesty. Power. Responsibility. Respect. That's life. Don't, he said, Ya Bani Adam Allah ta'abudu shaytan وَعَنِقْبَدُونِي هَذَا سِرَاطُ Mustaqim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Oh Bani Adam Did I not warn you Not to worship shaitan That he is to you A duwun mubi وَعَنِقْبَدُونِي But only worship me هَذَا سِرَاطُ Mustaqim, And that this is the correct way What does it mean to worship shaitan Does it mean to go to a, a building that says The masjid of shaitan No. Does it mean to have an idol, a statue that says Shaitan? No. Does it mean to bow down to Shaitan? No. It means responding to the voice and the call of Shaitan. Let's talk about the voice and the call of Shaitan. The first voice of Shaitan is the music. Now let's not get into well is, is there some music that's halal let's not get into whether you can listen to uh, good beats that's called nasheed and some other foolishness, let's not talk about that let's talk about music itself the prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam <laughs> never listened to it did not allow his companions to listen to it told us that we should not listen to it that it leads us to Foolishness Lewdness Rebellion Immorality It diverts us from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala But let's talk about the kind of music We're not even talking about some classical music We're not talking about just some drums and whistles and beats We're not talking about that We're talking about the stuff that you brothers are looking at These brothers and sisters are looking at on TV and them videos made up triple X music just like porno movies no different the music that the young people are looking at today listening at today is porno music the parents that allow them to watch it at home is giving their children porno music because the women is naked and the men is naked and they suggested naked things and filthy things and they even doing it In the movies. In the videos. So now. What is this music? This is the devil's dua. When they singing it. When they dancing it. They memorizing it. And rapping it. They making the dua to the devil. And the devil answers them. What does the music lead to? The music leads you to the places where others listen to it and dance to it. Because you ain't going to be listening to no music and don't go to the places where people listen to it and dance to it. You know that. You know you ain't going to be hitting no beats and singing no beats and doing no rapping. You ain't going to be around them girls. And the girls ain't going to be doing no wiggling and jiggling and, and fly-blowing and, and all the other kind of dances they be doing. Butterfly and all that foolishness. They're not going to be doing all of that. And no boys not around. So what that lead to? What the music lead to? It leads you to fashai and munkar. the girls and the boys in the dancing and the singing is doing everything but the pen going in the cup the punishment in Islam, just in case you brothers don't know, those of you who already robbed somebody those of you who are looking to rob somebody let me tell you what the, how Islam looks at that see here it might only mean two, three years in jail but in Islam, robbery armed robbery the sentence for that is death that's what it is that's what you're playing with you're playing with death don't think that you're trying to get 50 pounds don't think you're robbing somebody for some drugs you're playing with death and even if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lets you escape that is you only get caught by these capers and you go to one of these jails and get two, three years, when you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you're still going to pay for the sin, the sin and the crime of robbery. And all of this here leads you inevitably, the music and the drugs and the alcohol and the guns and wanting to rob and the clothes and all that, what that leads you to? That leads you to fornication. You ain't trying to get married. You don't want to marry none of those girls. Those girls that's doing all what they're doing, they're doing the same thing with you, they're doing all, all them other guys. You don't want them, and they don't really want you, except for, for a minute. So what is that? Girls who want boys for a minute, and boys who want girls for a minute, without responsibility, they call it what? Free. Free sex, they call it. Free love is free disease free AIDS free syphilis free gonorrhea free some other diseases that you don't even know the names of it free disgrace this was free that leads you into being antisocial and dysfunctional that's why you're going to wear them pants hanging down on the floor with your belt all across your behind looking like you're crazy why because you're making a statement that you anti-social you can't get no job looking like that how you gonna go get a job you don't get up in the morning at eight o'clock in the morning you don't get up eight o'clock in the morning and put your belt on around your behind and goes looking for a job you don't even know how to go look for a job. You don't even know how to dress for a job. You don't even know how to ask for a job. You don't know how to fill out an application for a job. So that means what? You're dysfunctional. You're irresponsible. You can't pay no bills. You're 25 years old living with your mama, eating her Wheaties and cornflakes, drinking her milk, sneaking in the back door at night because you've been out all night long where you don't pay rent. Don't make your bed. Don't get up in the morning. Don't pay no rent. Don't pay no lights. Don't pay no phone. Don't pay for no heat. Can't pay for nothing because you can't get a job and you're 25 years old. A 25-year-old irresponsible bum. But you call yourself a gangster. I know you ain't no bums. Gangster. That's what you call you. I'm a gangster. I'm a player. That's another name for a derelict. A gangster, a player, is another name for a derelict. D E R E L I C T. Derelict. That means a person who is shiftless, worthless, irresponsible, and untrustworthy. Y'all call it players and gangsters. Now, brothers and sisters, listen. All of this here, I'm just trying to tell you that it leads to, it all stems from, and it leads to disobedience. Disobedience to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Once you're disobedient to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, you ain't gonna be obedient to your parents. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, "The crime, which is second to associating partners with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, is what disobedience to the parents." A man asked the messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He said, "Ya Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, ai' amal afdal what did the Prophet say? Which action is the best, the most excellent? He said, As salatu ala al waqtiha. That's number one. Prayer in its proper time. What's the next one he said? Birru Respect for your two parents. And after that he said, what? And Then, then after that, what next? He said, jihad fi sabilillah. So we can just cancel out jihad fi sabilillah. You ain't gonna do that. You ain't making no prayer. So you definitely going to disobey your parents. So when your parents say, uh, get up and make salat. You, you can't make no salat if you've been smoking them spliffs all night. You might not get up until 12 o'clock or 3 o'clock the afternoon. The afternoon. If you want to make salat, you ain't going to get up. So all of this here leads to what? Shame and disobedience to the family. You disobey your mother. You disobey your father. You disobeyed the, the, the elders inside the masjid. And you don't even want to come inside the masjid because when you come inside the masjid, somebody telling you where to sit. somebody trying to tell you to pull up your clothes. somebody trying to tell you to go make wudu. somebody telling you to read Quran. You don't want to do none of that. So you just, you go, when you look at the masjid, you go around all the way around that way. So you ain't got to even pass by the masjid. And this is what shaitan does. Shaitan make you ashamed of yourself. Make your family ashamed of you make you ashamed of being a Muslim, and the Catholics that you hang with, you think that because you don't act like a Muslim, and because you don't, uh, um, that you don't think like a Muslim, you don't talk like a Muslim, you think they respect you. No. They don't respect you. They disrespect you even more. You know what I'm talking about, brothers. The harder you try to be like them, they remind you. You're not like them. You ain't, you ain't one of us, man. You Muslim. But you're a hypocrite. They'll even remind you every now and then when they get angry with you, they say, you ain't even no real Muslim. I mean, what are you? You're supposed to be a Muslim. Muslims pray. I know where the mosque is. I should go around the mosque and tell them what you be doing. That's what they do when they get angry with you. All of this leads you to disobedience Disregard for the word of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala And inevitably It leads you You're going to land in four different places First it's going to land you in prison If you keep headed the way you are I'm not saying all of you Because probably most of your young brothers and sisters Is good brothers and sisters But a few of y'all in here there's A few of y'all is in here Alhamdulillah. May Allah bless you for coming up in here and this might turn you around, might spin you around. This little advice here might help you out. A couple of y'all that's in here, y'all know that y'all right on the edge. Yesterday or the day before yesterday or last week you did something. You know. Or you thinking about something tonight or tomorrow. But maybe, maybe, maybe you will think about it tonight and you will make taubah. You come back to Allah Come back to yourself Come back to your parents Come back to the masjid Come back to your identity Come back to Islam Because if you don't I'm going to tell you where you're headed at For the sisters For the sisters who are disobedient For the sisters Who took off their clothes sisters who left Islam and The sisters who done left the salat And don't want to pray Don't want to act like a Muslim You're headed for nothing but disgrace You're going to be living in a garbage can from now on because everybody that meets you is going to treat you just like another English. Y'all know what they call them. Y'all know what they call them. Your, your dignity, sisters, your dignity is in your hijab, your identity. Your dignity is your family. Your dignity is Islam. Your dignity is your worship, your belief, your fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's your dignity. When you leave your dignity, you're naked. You can put that little bun on top of your head try to act like you halfway Muslim. You can put a little scarf on with them little tight jeans on like you covering up something. You can go to them little clubs and be ducking all down and everything but everybody knows what the deal is. You're going to be Muslim or you're going to be one of them female animals. And once them young boys whether they're Muslims or otherwise find out That you got no fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When them young Kufas, them Kafirs, find out that you don't have no concern about your family. No concern about this deen. They don't care nothing about that little scarf you got on your head that's coming off. They don't care nothing about your name being Fatima, Salima, or, or whatever it is. They don't care nothing about that. You know. You know exactly what I'm saying. It might already have happened. The goods might already be damaged. Because this is the real world you're living out here. This is no plaything. Sis, if you go out here without your hijab on, you go out there hanging out with these Kafas, these Capas girls, hanging out in these places, you want to do a little shake, a little dance, you want to get the, um, under the little lights and hear a little tune or whatever it is, they're going to get you. After that, you feel disgraced. You feel ashamed. Now you don't know how to get back. And then some of y'all wind up, you made a mistake, you can't even get it back now, you're pregnant. What you going to do now? Now you got to go to one of them clinics. You can't tell your family about it, so what you got to do now? You got to go to one of them clinics, get an abortion. You got to kill a baby. Now you got murder on your hands. You don't kill somebody. First you went out and disgraced yourself, now you got to kill somebody. Or kill a baby that is if you don't kill the baby now what you do you bring the baby home what is it it's a bastard a little sweet pretty little bastard <laughs> now that's not a curse it's a curse what you did but the word is not a curse it's in the dictionary that's what it is it's an illegitimate child it's a child that's born out of wedlock. isn't that the definition of it now, sure, your mother and your father, they're going to get attached to the little baby. They're going to feed the baby and raise the baby up for you and all that. But you're going brought shame home. And this is what's happening to our young girls. And this is what's happening to the young brothers. And the young brothers, the same way, they're not getting pregnant, but they're they impregnate. They, hitting and, they they hitting and jumping out somewhere. See, all of this comes about from disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And see, the young brothers, the young sisters, they're not going to prison, most of them, because they're not, going to go no, they're not going to rob nobody. The sisters, the sisters is going to wind up in a prison of disgrace. Living with a kafir. Raising a little baby kafir. Living like a kafir. So they're living in a prison of disgrace. But the young brothers who want to sell drugs, want to rob people, you're going to wind up brother in a prison of disgrace or you wind up in prison. And if prison ain't enough for you, you're going to wind up in the hospital. And if that ain't enough for you, eventually you're going to wind up dead, in the grave, disgraced, punished in the grave, and then when you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you got some more fire coming to you. Now this is the choice that we have. The choice that you have young Muslims is to be young Muslims. Now let's talk about what it means. To meet this challenge. Let me read you one little short hadith. A little short one. Because I don't want to read no long one. Because I don't want nobody to leave. And I don't want nobody to get no attitude now. Because I'm talking to me. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Khalid. Don't get no attitude with me. Because we're just talking here. We're just kicking it live. That's all we're doing. We're just keeping it real. We're just giving it back and forth so we can see what the picture look like, so we can decide what we want to do. We can make a choice to either meet the challenge or go on down that road that you know where you're going to wind up at. That's all we want to talk about. And it's all your choice. There ain't going to be no twisting arms. Ain't nobody going to point no fingers. Ain't nobody going to blame nobody, call nobody no names. Because after this here, if Khalid see you in the street, all I'm going to see is the, as a young Muslim. How you feel? As-salamu alaikum. what's going on? How you feel? You all right? Alhamdulillah, mashallah. I ain't gonna say, man, wasn't you at, wasn't you at that meeting I, I taught that, that day? No, I'm not gonna do that. Because the choice that you're gonna make yourself, especially those of you that's 13 years old and older. Now, for those that's younger, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Your fathers and your older brothers, they're gonna guide you the right way. The elders in the mosque, they're gonna guide you the right way. You just listen good to what I'm saying. Use you the younger than 13. But those that's 13 and older, you better think real carefully about what I'm telling you tonight Or this afternoon Because if you don't listen to this You ain't going to listen to nothing Because your mothers and fathers and uncles and aunts and the elders here in the masjid Ain't going to kick it like this And when we get outside in the masjid I got something else to tell you I am not even going to say here See because I got 11 children I grew up in Brooklyn bed do or die Y'all know bed Harlem, New York. I ain't like no more. What the, what's this area here called? It's Pitsmore, Pitsmore. Huh? Pitsmore, Pitsmore. Man, this is like a Disneyland.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Man,
1: y- y'all think y'all some gangsters. I need to take a couple of y'all back to Brooklyn. <laughs> so I'm telling you, I'm telling you brothers for real, y'all got it sweet. You got a chance, Really. My sons and daughters, and other sons and other brothers and sisters that I've known for the last 20 years that I've raised up, they'll tell you what New York is for real. But, brothers and sisters, let me just give you this little small hadith from the Prophet. <clears throat> A man A man asked the Prophet Sallallahu I'll just give it to you in English His name was Sufyan, Sufyan Ibn Abdullah He was also known as Abdullah Abi Amra He said Ya Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Kulli فِي الْإِسْلَامِ قَوْلًا لَا أَسْعَلُ أَنْهُ أَحَدًا غَيْرًا قَال صلى الله عليه وسلم كُلْ آمَنْتُ بِاللَّهِ ثُمَّ اسْتَقِمْ A man asked the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم يَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم Tell me something about Islam that I can ask of no one but you Listen to what the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم told him He said, say I believe in Allah and after that be upright See this is the main thing Be prepared to say to whoever that you meet I'm a Muslim I'm a Muslim And I don't do that I'm a Muslim I'm not into that I don't do those things man I don't talk that way Don't talk like that around me Don't invite me to that Or go about your way Do what you do I do what I do I'm a decent Muslim. I feel Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm looking down the road at my future. I got respect for my family. I got respect for myself. When you see a kafir talking to a sister he ain't supposed to be, or a sister talking to a kafir, you're supposed to talk to them. Tell that kafir to step off. <laughs> He'd be better off if he step off. Tell them that. That's my sister. Don't have to be your blood sister. It's a Muslim sister. Just tell that Catholic, you'd be better off if you step off. And tell the sister, sister, you ain't got no fear of Allah? You getting respect for your family? You getting respect for yourself? Fear Allah, sis. And then go on about your business. That's all you can do. Because it's a free country out here, they call it. Free country. Free to do anything you want to do. Say I believe in Allah. That means... Be straightforward Muslim, don't hide Islam, don't be no sideward Muslim, don't be no Muslim in secret, be straight up Muslim. Anybody ask you, tell them your name, tell them your religion, tell them about the religion, invite them to it, and after that have good conduct. The prophet said, I have been sent with what? To perfect good manners. To perfect good manners The prophet Sallallahu said In another hadith a Very short one First let me just talk about What do we do if we want to make the right choices I'll give that hadith the last one before I leave If we want to make the right choices How do we do it? If we want to change our life, how do we do it? If we want to be a good Muslim, how do we do it? If we want to earn the mercy of Allah, how do we do it? We want the forgiveness of Allah, how do we do it? We want respect, how do we do it? We want our dignity back, how do we do it? The first thing you need to do is all of us, the old or the young, the Prophet said, Kulu ibn Adam khata wa khayr al he said all the children of Adam make mistakes. And the best of those that make mistakes are those who do what? They make tawbah, they come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
0: <laughs>
1: the Prophet wa said Itakilla Hayzu Ma Kuntum. Wat bil hasana Tamhuha Wahali fin nas. بِخُلُقٍ حَسَنًا He said Sallallahu Alaihi, عليه وسلم, Fear Allah Be mindful of Allah Wherever you are That means under all circumstances In the school On the job In the street In the masjid At home When you're by yourself Fear Allah Be mindful of Allah But if you make a mistake He said what? what Hasana? Follow up a bad deed with a good one Tell him who had That will cancel that bad deed out The good deed will cancel out the good one The bad one Now he's not talking about kabair Because a good deed is not going to cancel out a kabair A big, uh, uh, a major sin A major sin is only wiped out by what? Tawbah You got to come back to Allah You got to cry to Allah You got to make two raka'ah Ask Allah for repentance Ask Him to change your life Change your heart change your mind, change your conduct, and then you got to swear to Allah and yourself, you're not going back that way no more. You can't make tawbah today and get up tomorrow and smoke another spliff. Drink another bottle of wine, lay down with another girl, rob somebody else tomorrow, and make tawbah again. You can't do that. Allah doesn't accept that. He only accepts it when it has ikhlas. Sincerity. So what do we do? First, Make Tawbah come back to Allah, young Muslims. Come back to Allah, older Muslims. Because here, everything I'm saying here, I'm not just really talking to the young people, because a lot of what I'm saying here, the young people are the way they are, because there's people that's in this room here who have set a pattern for the young people. There's some older people that's in here that have been here, but been in the U.K. for 20 years, and the young boys saw them on the corners. The young boys saw them out there. The young boys, see, they, they got stores. They selling haram. They doing haram. They saw them as they were growing up and said, well, if my uncle did it, I can do it. If my father did it, I can do it. So many of the young people that's here is in the condition they're in because the older people did it before they did it. So I don't want to be like I'm beating up on the young folks because I'm not. I'm just in a, what we call, this is called a, this is called a ricochet ricochet you know what that means it just bounce off and come back to you so that many of us old heads 50 years old 45, 40, 35, 30 we doing still doing some of the stuff I'm talking to about the young people still doing but see that's an old criminal and that's an old fool and the prophet said that the worst of fornicators and sinners is the old one Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hate an old fornicator more than he do a young one. Because an old fornicator he ain't even got no real reason to be fornicating no more. He's just fornicating because it's a habit. He ain't even got the fire no more. He got to find a way to do that. That means he's been doing it for a long time. So young people I understand that many of you fell into this situation, or you were led into this situation, or you were allowed into the situation. See that's that's something wrong too. That your mothers and your fathers they allowed you. <coughs> or you were led into it by an older brother or older sister or uncle. But nevertheless, you're responsible. And I'm telling you, you got to make tauba The way you want to correct yourself, go home and take a bath tonight. Because you're going to die tomorrow. One of these tomorrows, you're thinking that you're going to wake up, you're going to die. Or one of these things that you're doing is wrong, somebody's going to put a bullet in your head or a knife in your back. You're going to be stressed out. You ain't got no choice then. You're going right where you used to hang. And seek good company if you make Tauber you can't make Tauber and go back out in the same company you can't do that that's just like that's just like having dirty clothes on taking a bath and putting on the same dirty stinking clothes it don't make sense you don't water those clothes for a week now you decide to take a bath and you go all clean and everything and put on the same clothes them clothes almost standing up without a hanger
0: it
1: don't make sense Make tawbah and then after that seek good company. Find a young Muslim that's praying. Find a young Muslim that at least he's talking right. A young Muslim that fear Allah talking about Allah talking about the Prophet find a young Muslim like that to be with. In the school look for a young Muslim a decent young Muslim to hang with. Don't look for no fool. When you see them fools, avoid them. Find a young Muslim that believe in Allah. A decent young Muslim. A pious young Muslim. A knowledgeable young Muslim. A sensible young Muslim. Leave them Catholics alone altogether. I'd hang out with a foolish Muslim before I hang out with a Catholic. A foolish Muslim, a foolish Muslim, at least He's Muslim. A Kafir, he can't even lead you to the mosque. He ain't gonna say, MashaAllah, Alhamdulillah, Astaghfirullah, Nothing. A foolish Muslim, every now and then, he gonna say, Astaghfirullah, he gonna say, La ilaha la Muhammad Rasulullah, he gonna say, Quran or something. But a Kafir, he gonna lead you to nothing but the trash. Next thing is, make up your mind. Make up your mind to do something with your life. If you're in school, stay in school and be the best. If you're in school, stay in school and be the best. If you fail in school, you're going to fail the rest of your life. I'm telling you right now. If you fail in school and that's all right, you're going to fail the rest of your life. And you ain't going to get no job. They ain't hiring nobody. First of all, they, they, people that's got college degrees can't get no job. It's right or wrong. There's people in here right now that's got a college degree and they can't get a job. So now you know if you dropped out of grade school, you're through. You dropped out of high school, you're over. You ain't getting nothing. You got nothing coming to you. You're going to live in council houses. You're going to be on welfare the rest of your life. If you're in school, excel. Don't accept no D's and C's or 60's and 70's of Muslim in school with these kafirs, it's supposed to be the top of his class the kafir is supposed to be asking the Muslim listen you got that homework can you help me out with the test that's what that's, the kafir supposed to ask the Muslim that because the Muslim is supposed to be the best whatever he's doing the Muslim is the best come back to your deen come back to the masjid come back to the deen come back to the masjid That's what you got to do. Come back to this dean. This dean is where you're safe. Dean is where your dignity is at, where it's decent, where your reputation is going to be sound, where you're going to get some knowledge and some guidance, where you're going to be stabilized. Come back to the masjid, because this is where you're going to come when you die.
0: <laughs>
1: you're going to come back here anyway now you going to come back here while you're living or you're going to come back here when you die. So you might as well come back. Come on back home. Come to the masjid. Come on in the masjid once a day and make salat. No matter what you're doing, come in the masjid, make your wudu, make salat. If you've got to go make a, make a ghusl, go home make a ghusl. Come to the masjid, make salat. Because if you keep coming to the masjid making salat, what's going to happen is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to give you enough ammunition to stop doing them sins you're doing. But if you say to yourself, well, since I'm committing sins, ain't no sense coming to the masjid, you done then. Don't let no Muslim tell you, man, since you're out there doing wrong, ain't no sense. I don't know why you coming to the mosque. You know, a Muslim might tell you that. I can't look. I know what you be doing, man. What you doing in the masjid? Because I'm in the masjid doing the same thing you're doing. Asking the Lord for forgiveness, asking the Lord for guidance, asking the Lord to accept my prayer, asking the Lord to make me strong, so I can stop doing some of the stuff I'm doing, little by little, day by day. Because ain't none of you, brothers and sisters, that strong that you're going to stop doing all the stuff you're doing overnight. I didn't. I took shahada in 1964, the brother, he told you that but the first time I prayed five times a day I didn't care about no five times a day I didn't even know, know the Muslims was really doing that until about 1968 but in those days there were no masjids We really, there weren't no, no masjids like this I heard that the Muslims were supposed to pray five times a day when I took shahada, but I didn't think nobody was really praying five times a day I thought they was like making dua five times a day but in nineteen sixty eight I came and saw some brothers praying five times. I said, Do you brothers get together like this every every day? They looked at me like I was crazy. So how long have you been Muslim? I said, about five years. <laughs> they said, get together like this every day? I can't we pray five times. I said, For real? <laughs> then it took me, after nineteen sixty eight, about three more years to get my salat together, mashallah so what do you think from 1964 until 1972 what do you think I was doing I'm not going to make no confessions
0: <laughs> but
1: you know if I know all the stuff I'm talking about that I didn't stop doing it right away so you know I know so you ain't going to fool me now that we talk we're going to talk a little bit outside too so I'm telling you you're not going to stop overnight I yeah, said but I don't think I can stop smoking no weed I said man look, be Muslim man and just, you know, smoke a half a joint. Every, every day, just smoke a little less of that joint. See? And then after that, after that, then smoke a joint every other day. And don't do it around nobody. Go way out somewhere by yourself. Like walk about a mile away somewhere in the dark and smoke a half a joint and sneak it. Then put some that, uh, eye drops in your eyes and, 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 and some uh, lifesavers and all that do all that so what you're doing is you're building up in your mind that it's wrong and so gradually once you establish in your heart that it's wrong then you're going to stop doing it so I'm not telling the man to keep doing it I didn't tell him to keep doing it he said he didn't want to be Muslim and feel like a hypocrite what did I tell him to do? be Muslim and then gradually stop doing what you're doing wrong because if you're Muslim you're going to come to the prayer you're going to read Quran you're going to listen to the sunnah of the prophets so you're going to be with the Muslims you're going to fast on the month of Ramadan when it comes so gradually what's going to happen is you're going to get the ammunition you're going to get the strength day by day to stop doing something wrong that you're doing but be Muslim so I'm telling you brothers and sisters already Muslim don't flip over overnight you ain't, don't fool yourself but start today come back to the deen give up the crime and give up the criminals, change your image and change your role models. Change your image and change your role models. Correct your relationship with your parents. Don't wait for your parents to break down and cry and tell you they sorry, even though maybe they did something wrong. Don't wait for them to tell you they sorry. No. You are the one they fed. You are the one they raised. You are their child. You living in their house. You are the young person. You go to your mother and father and you cry and you tell them that you're sorry. And then you begin to correct your behavior and do something good for your parents. So if you don't do something good for your parents, you don't obey your parents, something's going to happen to you. Like that, like that young boy in Sultu Kaff. Do y'all read to Kaff? Read Surah the Ka'af and see about that young boy Who was disobedient and ungrateful and rebellious To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala This is how Allah felt About that young man Allah killed him, put him in the ground Just like that And replaced him And told his parents Told, told, told Musa alayhi salam That his parents would be more pleased with him Don't be like him don't wait for something to happen to you because of your disrespect and disobedience to your parents correct your relationship with your parents correct your relationship with the Muslims so you can walk past the masjid stop in and your head is up high you ain't got to be ducking you can be around this neighborhood and you take care of the neighborhood and those criminals those animals all around the neighborhood disrespecting, breaking in When they see you, they be ducking and dodging. Correct your relationship. Understand what it means to be decent. Understand what it means to be dignified. Respect. Those three words, decent, dignified, respect. Understand what that means. Because if you don't know what it means, you weigh off. You weigh off. Understand that you are the future of Islam, you young Muslims. You are the future. All these old people and myself. Maybe I don't look as old because I got that henna in my beard. The Prophet liked that, subhanAllah. He liked the henna, the Prophet sallallahu Alaihi But if I didn't have that henna, I'd be just as white as some of the other Muslims in here.
0: <laughs> I
1: put that henna in here so you young boys don't really push up on me. Yeah. I understand you young brothers and sisters You are the future 20 years from now Brother Khalid won't be here Some of these old brothers won't be here Some of the young brothers will be here Be the imams and be the leaders Y'all be in the front rank Taking over Take this whole neighborhood over But all these young Muslims in this neighborhood If y'all were soldiers Y'all come back to this dean You take this whole area This whole area I ain't talking about the little complex. I'm talking about the whole area. Spittle Hill, Spitmore. Pitchmore, whatever it is. <laughs> take over this whole town. All these young Muslims on this side of town, another side of town. You take the whole place over. Cause nobody can do nothing with a Muslim if he's straight. They get this town to us, this little Bean Town. This, this is a little bean town. This ain't no big city. If the Muslims in this city stood up and did what they're supposed to do and identify themselves and establish this deen and established this dawah, you young Muslims here, you could give a hundred shahadas next week and a hundred shahadas every week after that. After you start giving shahadas all around here All the young brothers that have wives And all the young sisters that have husbands All these non-Muslims around here They would know what Islam is Even if they didn't accept Islam They would know what it is (coughs) Correct your relationship with your parents Understand what is decent, dignified and respectful Understand that you are the future of Islam Prepare yourself. To be productive and responsible. Prepare yourselves to take your place in the society. Don't prepare yourselves to be holding up no buildings. Prepare yourselves to be responsible. Take your place in the society. Take your place in the Muslim community. Become responsible. Be young men. Be young women. Be dignified. Be strong. Be soldiers. Oh young Muslims. Remember I told you. My advice might be a little bit harsh to a certain extent, but the best deal comes from the hottest fire. I'm talking to you because I love you, because I'm concerned about you. That's why I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you because I see myself right there. I see my own children, my nephews, right there. I'm talking to you because I want to see you start from a zero. To a hero I want to see you get past those stumbling blocks And make them into stepping stones I want to see you Move from And give up the trash And take hold of that treasure That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you What's the treasure? La ilaha illallah muhammad rasulullah Oh young Muslims Be soldiers for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Don't be soldiers for shaitan be soldiers for Allah Respect yourself Respect Islam Respect your community Respect, it. Respect your family All young Muslims Meet the challenge Make the right choices We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To bless you and to guide you We ask Allah to give you strength We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To answer your dua We ask Allah to bless your families We ask Allah to bless the masjid And give strength to the imam and all the young brothers around them who are setting the right examples. We ask Allah to bless and guide all the young brothers and sisters who are striving to keep this being clean. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give them faith and Allah to give them knowledge. We ask Allah to make their identity strong. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to call the young brothers and sisters back to this masjid so you got to build a bigger one from the ground up. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he join all our hearts in love. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the Islamic teaching institute it can become instrumental to, to bind with masjid taqwa So we can get all these young Muslims Build them up and Make them into soldiers inshallah We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That we create 50,000 Muslims In the city of Sheffield In the next 10 years 50,000 Yeah what they do with us
0: then yeah, The says again, And she says Brother do you think that giving teenagers the freedom Access
1: to internet, TV, and all the things like it is wrong. Yeah, I will answer this question very uh, straightforward. I'll say this: that if a parent, if a parent wants to kill his children, the easiest way is just leave a loaded gun on the table and let them play with it. Sooner or later, they will blow their brains out. The other way that you can do it is just leave them in the house with the Internet and the television. They will burn their brains out. Burning the brains out is slower, so it's a slower death. So if a parent allows their children to watch television without any supervision, if a parent allows their children just to go on the Internet and use it without any restrictions, and that parent is going to come in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being irresponsible and for contributing towards fahshai and munkar because if your son or daughter watches four hours of television a day only four hours I'll give you the statistics only four hours a day in the course of a year they have seen, watched 73,000 acts of fahshai and munkar including fornication, adultery, murder, slander Drinking, drugging, all kinds of foul actions that they saw on TV. Now, so if you just want to let your children do that, that's up to you. But no, you shouldn't. It's wrong. The parents need to take control of those televisions. And the parents need to restrict the children's use of the Internet. Because the parents should know that even those of us who are careful... Every time I go in and check my email, I got about 30 or 40 emails, and 20 of them, y'all know what it is, I can't even stop it. Sometimes I'm trying to delete the email, and it just pop up anyway. You know what I'm talking about. You can't stop it. The The pornography. You can't even stop it. You don't even have to ask for it.
0: Yes. Again, another sister says uh, Brother, if you are friends with someone Who does not
1: do anything like drugs or alcohol But are not Muslims Is it wrong to
0: be friends with
1: them? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Your friends are none other than Allah His messenger, sallallahu alaihi wa sallam And the believers We don't have no kafir friends Ain't no such thing as a kafir friend Ain't no such thing as a careful friend. That's like a good snake. That's like sweet poison. It don't even exist. Oh, I didn't say you couldn't have decent relationships with non-Muslims. You could have a decent relationship with business, academic, going to school, neighbors, co-workers. You know, Colleagues in the school or whatever, yeah, you can have a decent relationship, but not intimacy, not friendship. We don't trust, and we don't enter into friendships of reliability, because what you'll do then is you will start to absorb some of their values because you will believe that you trust them and that they trust you. No, we don't have no careful friends, especially sisters. Be especially careful, sister, because you are more delicate you are more sacred you are more pure you are more sensitive even than the brothers so don't think to yourself that you got no Kappa friends because even an innocent Kappa again okay, this is uh,
0: another question from sisters it says are all small girls are small girls allowed to play with small boys <laughs>
1: Well, you know, I think in a Muslim society generally, generally in a Muslim society where the children are affected by the morals of Islam and by the parents, there's no harm in boys and girls playing until they're the age of seven. But when they're the age of seven, the Prophet ﷺ said even the sisters and brothers, don't let them sleep together no more. There's sisters and brothers in the same house. So now now we in America, we in the UK now. UK, little kids going to school with drugs. Little kids going to school with, I saw a little kid on the other day on a bus stop with a a cell phone. (laughs) Little kids shooting people. Little kids stealing, cursing. Little kids talking about sex. They don't even know what it is, but they talking about it. Dancing Just like the people in the movies. So now think about it. A little young boy. That your little Salima. Little little Fatima. She playing in the backyard with some little boy that's seven. Some little yardie. He cursing. He filthy. He almost a criminal already. He talking to her like those little boys is talking on the video. Cause he doesn't memorize the videos. Now imagine your little Fatima at his house. Now, do you think that your little Fatima should be in the house with little JoJo? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) No, I say I would advise not. I, I would advise us to keep our young girls, keep our young girls at home, and keep them where you can see them. And let them, when them little cappers come around, let them run away. Let them run back inside the house let them run away. Teach those young girls early that when the capers come around, they will run away. Because if they don't run away when they're young, they ain't going to run away when they old.